Roger scrambles He's left, winds up, runs up. He's got time at the 10 to the yes. 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, and a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. And welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And today I am doing a solo podcast, so I do not have Tyler and Scott with me today. But you can find them on Twitter at Tyler Kurth and at Vanilla 7 Gorilla. And today we are going to talk about the 53-man roster cuts that officially have happened. Um, Now I am recording this on Saturday night after the official rosters have went out. And I'm going to be honest with you, I currently do not have internet Um, I just moved into my new apartment, and the internet provider straight fucked up, and I don't have internet. So, I will get this uploaded when I can, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I guess you guys will know when you're listening to this. But I'm just going to kind of go through the 53, give you my reaction, um, my thoughts about the cuts, who they kept, how many they kept it certain positions in that so we'll just kind of get right into it we don't have anything else to talk about so we're just going to kind of go right down the roster talk quarterbacks first so this might be a surprise this might be what you guys wanted to happen Um, the Packers kept two quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers and Tim Boyle so that means they released Deshaun Kaiser and Manny Wilkins so first, first and foremost here, I 100% agree that the Packers needed two quarterbacks. Um, I would not have been happy had they kept three just because there's so much talent on this roster. I feel like keeping three quarterbacks is stupid in general, especially when you have the talent that this team has and It just doesn't make sense to keep another guy off the roster to have another backup quarterback that, in all reality, is going to be inactive for 14, 15, 16 games of the season. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, the conversation on Deshaun Kaiser versus Tim Boyle, I have been on the Kaiser train. I thought... He was a better option. Um, The Packers decided to go with Tim Boyle here, obviously, after releasing Deshaun Kaiser and Manny Wilkins. But 
in my opinion, it really doesn't matter. I wasn't too hung up on this position like most Packer fans were because, let's be honest, if Rodgers go, goes down for an extended period of time, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> um, Deshaun Kaiser wouldn't have been able to handle it. Tim Boyle is not going to be able to handle it. So it really didn't matter what they did there. Um, the backup quarter pos- quarterback position is not good in Green Bay. It's not good throughout the NFL, but it's definitely not good in Green Bay. And if Rodgers goes down, yeah, it's it's not looking good for Green Bay. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, and if they really need someone, they can go out and sign a veteran. doesn't matter at this point. You can go out and sign players that can give you snaps if two of your quarterbacks goes down. It doesn't pay to um, house the third one on the roster. Just a waste, in my opinion. Um, moving along, running back, they kept three. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Dexter Williams. They released Trey Carson and Keith Ford. Obviously, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, they were making this roster. They are very good players, and it would have been a shock to not see them on the roster. Aaron Jones is going to take the lion's share of the work this year. Um, I do think you're going to see a lot of Jamal and Dexter, though, because they are going to want to kind of cut down his carries and make sure that he ends the season not on IR like he has the past two seasons um Jamal very sound running back and he can make plays in both the run and pass game um and in the pass game he can also pass protect so he is just all around a great player um maybe not explosive like Aaron Jones or even explosive like Dexter Williams for that matter but he is just a very good football player, very good running back, and he is going to contribute on this team. The real kind of conversation starts with Dexter Williams and Trey Carson. This is the way I wanted it to go. Um, Dexter Williams, in my opinion, needed to be on this team, and it did not make sense for me, at least, to put Trey Carson on this team. Um, you already have a very sound running back in Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones is a beast, but Jamal Williams is just kind of that assignment sound, going to be where he needs to be and going to make the plays he needs to make. So why not kind of gamble on that third running back? And Dexter Williams has shown so much potential, so much just absolute juice coming out of the backfield. Um, I was really excited to see that they kept him over Trey Carson, even though it kind of seemed like Carson was in front of him. Um, they made the right choice here, in my opinion. You keep the guy, let Dexter kind of progress and get better in the system, and he is going to help the Packers and make them look like a genius for this decision. Um, Trey Carson was a good, a good running back, but in my opinion, he isn't different from 
someone that we could pick up on the streets on week six if we need to say we have injury concerns there we can pick up someone and he's not going to do any better or any worse than Trey Carson Um, so that's why keeping Dexter was so important to me because there's just so much more he can do than Trey Carson you saw what Trey Carson was that is the player he is um, and we have a player like that in Jamal Williams, except Jamal Williams is a better player. So it just doesn't make sense to keep him. Um, moving along to the fullback, Danny Vitel. Danny Vitale, sorry. I don't actually know how he pronounces his name, but in my opinion, it's Danny Vitale. So that's what it's going to be on this podcast. Um, that caused the Packers to release... Tommy Bohannon, and also they waived injured uh, Malcolm Johnson. So this not a very big surprise. Not going to spend a lot of time on this. Danny Vitale is going to be the guy at fullback for sure, and he's going to make a lot of um, a lot of plays. Maybe surprise a lot of people if they haven't been paying attention to this team. Um, but I'm super excited to see what he can do. Um, as long as he stays healthy. Moving along to the wide receivers, they kept six. So obviously, Devontae, MVS, Gmo, those were kind of guaranteed. Everyone was expecting those three. Um, outside of those three, we have Trevor Davis, Jake Kumaro, and Darius Shepard. They released Teo Redding, Malik Taylor. Jamon Moore and Alan Lazard, and they put EQ on that injured reserve. Now that's the injured reserve designated to return. So he could come back, start practicing week six, playing week eight, so he can be back halfway through the season, which in all likelihood there is going to be an injury in the wide receivers, so that will be nice to have him back halfway through the year. Um, but like I said, the first three aren't really a surprise. Um, Jake Kumaro, I know Scott has been all aboard the Kumaro train, uh, going to school in Whitewater. He's all up on Kumaro, and Jake really proved it this preseason and made it really 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 hard for the Packers to cut him and that's why he's on this team he just makes the plays and that's why he made the 53 the next one I want to talk about Trevor Davis earlier in the offseason I would have been like please no don't put him on the 53 it's not worth only having a returner get someone that can do a good job Returning, maybe not as good as Trevor Davis, but get someone back there that can do it, but that can also contribute on offense. And Trevor Davis has really proven that he can. He had a great camp, great camp, up until um, that injury against the Texans. And then that injury it was like, okay, he's probably not going to make this team because Darius Shepard's playing well, Alan Lazard's playing well, so they're really pushing him for that last spot. And all of a sudden, 
he comes back and he just explodes in that Raider game. And he continues to have a great camp. So it was very hard to cut him. Um, and I'm super excited after watching that Raiders game, what he's going to be able to do with Aaron Rodgers in this number one offense. Um, I'm just ecstatic about him. And hopefully he can stay healthy and continue on this progression that he is on in this new Matt LaFleur offense that he hadn't been on in the Mike McCarthy offense. Lastly, the darling of camp, Darius Shepard. I am so glad he made this 53. He has been outstanding. He did have the one mishap against the Chiefs. He did have the fumble on the kick return. But overall, he had a fabulous camp. And just every day at practice, Darius Shepard makes a play. Darius Shepard makes a play. And then you see some of the catches in the Oakland game, for example. He had like three that were very good catches. One of them was brought back on a hold, but he was just very good all preseason. And hopefully we can see him get some time with Aaron and see what he can do this year. He is probably sixth on the list in in the depth chart. So maybe he gets some inactive games where he's not on the active 46, but to get on the 53 after you were an undrafted free agent who had to do tryouts, like he wasn't given a normal undrafted free agent contract and he does a tryout with the Packers and now he's on the 53 on the initial 53. That is very impressive. And I am super excited to see what he is going to be able to do this year, next year, and and so on from there. Moving along to the tight ends, this really doesn't surprise me. Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tanyan, and Jay Sternberger. They release McIver and Evan Bayless. Again, this is kind of what we all assume, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Hopefully, Jimmy makes a nice resurgent year here. Um, Mercedes is going to be key to Tanyan and Jace Sternberger so they can kind of learn from both of them, really, Jimmy and Mercedes. Um, get a lot of tips from Jimmy in the receiving game, Mercedes in the blocking game. That's really going to help them because, in all likelihood, Graham and Lewis are not going to be on this team next year. So then Tanyan and Sternberger need to be able to block. They need to be able to, to receive in this offense as tight ends. So they're going to be number one and two next year. So hopefully learning from those two veterans they're able to do that. And Tanyan and Sternberger, they were they were making this team. There's a lot of potential. Tanyan continues to progress, continues to get better, and I am super excited to see what he can do this year. Sternberger, you know, third-round draft pick. He was making this team regardless. But just give the guy time. Um, tight ends typically don't produce great right away um, but next year maybe late this year hopefully we start seeing some strides from him don't give up on him too early um, I think he will produce but 
just it's a tough position to transition into the NFL with. So just give the kid some time. He will hopefully be everything we're expecting. Offensive line now, we kept nine. Bulaga, Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Billy Turner, Corey Lindsley, Elton Jenkins, Lucas Patrick, Alex Light, and Cole Madison. That means they released Anthony Coyle, Gerhard DeBeer, Dejon Allen, um, Adam Pinky, Yosh Nigma, and they traded Justin McCray, and they traded McCray to the Browns for a pick swap. Um, so they were going to release him, and they got something out of it. So, I mean, that's good. The Browns just, they wanted him. That's where our former offensive line coach went. Um, so familiarity there. So they just wanted to make sure they were going to get him. So they offered the pick, pick swap to the Packers um, to make sure of that. And of the nine guys, there's really not any surprises in my opinion. Like, did you expect DeBeer outside of Tyler? That was stupid Tyler. He was never going to make the roster because his last name was DeBeer. Ugh, Tyler's an idiot sometimes. <laughs> um, but did you expect DeBeer, Panky, Anthony Coyle, Allen? Did you expect those guys to make it? No. Maybe you expected McCray. Um, but they, it seems like they kind of went with the younger, you know, Cole Madison, Alex Light. They went with the younger guys there. Um, so there's not really any surprises for me. Um, hopefully we can see those back end guys kind of improve. We knew the first six were going to be on the team in the starting five with Lane Taylor at left guard and then Alton Jenkins. So hopefully we can see those last three improve in Patrick Light and Cole Madison. Next, we'll move to the other side of the ball. We'll keep it in the trenches, though. Defensive line. Obviously, we have Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry. After that, Montravius Adams, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, and Fidel Brown. And the Packers released Deion Simon, James Looney, and Olive Sangapolu. So... Again, not any real surprises here. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Montravius Adams, we're all making this roster. <laughs> There's not much question about that. Tyler Lancaster really proved last year that he should make this roster, and with the Mike Daniels cut, I think he was going to make this roster regardless. Kingsley Kiki, our fifth-round pick of this year, has really shown out in camp, and I'm super excited about him. It just, he makes it look easy getting off blocks out there, and I am super excited to see what he can do this year. It'll probably be kind of limited role, at least early in the rotation, but I do think he's going to be a factor this year for the Packers. And Fidel, Fidel Brown, excuse me, um, 
he's going to be a good player for us too. Um, you know, he's sixth on the depth chart, so he's not going to get a ton of snaps, but he's shown stuff um, kind of throughout his time in Green Bay. So I'm, we'll see some of Fadal Brown. Um, obviously, as the sixth man in the defensive line rotation, he's not going to get a ton of snaps, but it's a good sixth guy in the rotation, and I'm super excited about all six of those guys. The outside linebackers, who some of these players are going to get snaps on the inside as well, so it's going to just deepen that defensive line rotation. We have Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Kyler Fackrell, and Rashawn Gary. The Packers released James Fulston, Randy Ramsey, Marcus Jones, they traded Reggie Gilbert for a sixth or seventh round pick, excuse me, and on the PUP, Greg Roberts. So the four, no surprises at all there. Um, Zadarius and Preston were making this team. Rashawn Gary was going to make this team, um, and I thought for sure Kyler Fackrell was making this team, and those were the four I had. So it doesn't really surprise me there. Um, I also had Reggie Gilbert in there. But if the Packers feel like, you know, if they get value out of him with the seventh round pick, not huge value, but they get some value there and they feel like they can go with four. Well, that's what they did. And I don't hate it. So overall, I'm really excited about that that position group um it's been all the talk in this offseason preseason and I'm just ecstatic to watch those four play um and hopefully we can see all four four of them on the line at the same time you know Zadarius and Rashawn on the inside and then Preston and Kyler on the outside that'll be fun to watch Inside linebacker, this was kind of an interesting one with the injuries. Um, but Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, James Crawford, and Ty Summers make the roster. Um, on the 53, released was Brady Shelton. And waived slash injured Curtis Bolton. Um, so, kind of interesting here you know Curtis Bolton made made a lot of noise um and we'll kind of see what happens with him being waived and kind of what goes on and where he goes from here but the four on the roster the only one that surprises me is James Crawford he's a very good special teams player but I don't see him contributing on defense so really for me that's three inside linebackers which could be a bit scarce, um, but we'll probably see safeties play in that position as well. So not so scary for me because we know we're going to see Raven Green. We're probably going to see some Will Redman, maybe Ibrahim Campbell. If he's able to come back, we're going to see those guys in that situation. Going to the cornerback room, 
Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Tremont Williams, Josh Jackson, Tony Brown, Kadar Holman, and Chandon Sullivan. So that's seven that they keep, and they release um, four players, Kibion Ento, Rouse, Porter, and Khalil. So those seven players, you know, those the first six I mentioned in Alexander King, Williams, Jackson, Brown, and Holman. No surprises there. And then Sullivan was kind of the surprise here. But he did have a good preseason. Um, and I figured if the Packers kept seven, it would be him. I just didn't know that they would or not. Um, so I'm super excited about this room. I trust six of those players right now. And Sullivan is getting there for me. Um, so it is super exciting to have a deep cornerback room. Um, and especially if Kevin King comes back and he can stay healthy this year, this is going to be a great, great cornerback room for the Green Bay Packers. Safety, we keep for Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Raven Green, Will Redmond. Release Trey Matthews into Trell Jamerson. And like I said earlier, physically unable to perform is Ibrahim Campbell. The first three, no surprises. Everyone knew Amos, Savage, and Green were going to be on this team, especially with all the talk of Green playing some inside linebacker. We were expecting that, those three to be on this team. And that's a much better group than we've put out in recent years. So that has to be exciting for Packer fans. Will Redmond, for me, was a bit of a surprise. Um, but when Ibrahim Campbell is not ready to play, Josh Jones is no longer on the team. Um, Trey Matthews and the Trail Dream Machine, I just don't think are good enough. So... Will Redmond does make some sense, and I think he can contribute in limited roles. Um, if he has to play a lot, it's not going to be pretty. But you bring him in, put him in situations you know he can succeed in, then it he's definitely going to be able to help this team. Um, so, again, that secondary with those seven corners and those four safeties, the top three safeties for sure. I am super, super excited about um, moving along. Last three players are the specialists. Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott, Hunter Bradley, and Sam Ficken were, was released. Um, no surprise. <laughs> um, those were the three players that everyone had. Um, I really think Ficken was brought in just to push Mason a little bit, make sure he's focused. Um, it was really his job as long, as long as he didn't go out and lose it or Ficken just was outstanding, but, um, there's no surprise here. And JK Scott had a fantastic preseason, um, so, overall, my thoughts on the 53, it's kind of what I thought overall. 
Um, a little bit different than my 53 that I put out for the fresh take. But overall, there's not a lot of surprises for me. Again, I would have rather taken Kaiser at the quarterback position. Running backs, I agree with. Fullback, I agree with. Wide receiver, I agree with because of the EQ injury. If he wasn't hurt, he'd be on the 53 for me. Tight end, fully agree with. Offensive line, I would have had Justin McCray on there, but they opted to go, in my opinion, with Cole Madison, the younger guy. There's a lot of potential there, and I don't disagree with that pick. Um, and they got something out of McCray. So I like everything they did on the offense, defense, Defensive line, light. that's what I would have done. Outside backer, perfect. Inside backer, mm. the James Crawford thing kind of scares me, but he could be waived later for a veteran that they could pick up, maybe. You never know. Um, cornerback, agree with. Safety, agree with. And the specialist, I agree with. So overall... I love what the Packers did here. Um, I think they put the best 53 on the team. And they got some compensation for players that they weren't going to put on the 53 anyways. Um, With the outside linebacker Reggie Gilbert and then Justin McCray as well. So overall, I think Gutekunsta a fantastic job putting this 53 together um and hopefully i can find some internet to get this out to you guys so you can hear it um before they make some more moves um just kind of as my initial reaction we'll be back later this week hopefully with tyler and scott so we can preview the first regular season game of the 2019 season. It's going to be super exciting. I am super pumped that we can watch some real football starting next Thursday against the fucking Bears. But the Packers are in position to take this division. Everyone is 0-0, zero and zero, and the Packers have as good a chance as anyone at this point um they need to put everything together all this big money free agents and all of that need to come together and it seems like they have i have a lot of a lot of hope for this team and they're gonna go out and prove it week one Uh, they gotta go to soldier field and make the bears their bitch they need to win this one kind of put a statement out there for the rest of the NFC NFC North, the rest of the NFC in general, and the NFL for that matter. Go out there and prove that you're here for real. Again, that'll be it for me, but we will be back later this week to preview that game, and then we'll be back after the game to talk about it and hopefully talk about a Packers win. But until that point, we'll talk to you guys later. Go back, go.